Hello, everyone, and welcome to What the Film Core podcast number seven. I'm James Paul Shepard. Here with me today is Dylan Painter. Hello. And Film Core Digital's producer, Danny Gowan. How y'all doing tonight? On this episode, we're talking about The Suicide Squad. We're going to talk about what Film Core Digital is up to, and we're probably going to get off topic like we normally do. So let's get into it. So what's going on, everybody? Not a lot. My weekend was not as eventful as y'all's, I don't think. <laughs> no, nothing nothing fun going on over there, Dylan? Uh well, no, I mean the the stream went great this weekend. That was uh that was awesome. So Heck um, yeah. What what stream is that? Uh Double O Badger on Facebook. It's my my gaming yep. page on Facebook gaming. Yeah, we just hit five hundred followers and uh race huh i've never heard i'm gonna have to go check that out i've never okay yeah for sure please do please go give him a follow yeah absolutely yeah yeah we uh uh raised a little bit of money for uh for uh, one of the uh core members of the group uh and so it was yeah it was a great weekend man we had a good 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 time hit 500 followers and uh we're just gonna keep steamrolling man that's awesome man congratulations on that 500 followers thank you danny what about you man how you been? We haven't seen your, that face here in the studio in like what three months, at least. Yeah, things have been going pretty good. Uh, like you said, I've been out for three months, uh, out on the road, uh, doing a lot of driving, trying to make some more money, uh, staying busy. Uh, congratulations, Dylan, on the uh, five hundred mile, you know, five hundred oh. subscribers. Hey, thank you, Danny. But uh, yeah, uh, finally got in. Not the day I wanted to get in, but I finally made it, and we'll leave that at that. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm thinking while I'm in, uh, of course, I'll be joining you guys for What the Film Core, whatever we're going to be reviewing in the future. Free guy. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone vote. <laughs> but uh, also, while I'm in, uh, I'm probably going to be uh, doing some streaming on my Facebook gaming channel, Gowie Gaming. Um, I've I don't have a whole. Uh, actually, I don't think I have even a hundred followers, which is fine because I'm not that. home enough. I'm not home enough <laughs> to you know get that kind of following, I and you. I don't have enough access to Wi-Fi to be you know streaming while I'm on the road. So yeah, I think I've I've heard you mention that in in uh, previous episodes. Yeah, I mean. I enjoy gaming. I just like sharing and, uh, you know, just connecting with people, doing a bit of talking from behind the screen. There you go. Yeah, dude. Uh, glad to have you back in the studio. Um, Absolutely. It's also it's always a pleasure having you uh, around, mostly because I have no friends and nobody wants to hang out and do stuff. And I'm the big nerd talking about movies and wanting to go film and shoot and all that stuff. Nobody else wants to. So had, we actually have a new schedule. Um, we're going to be doing uh, quick tip Tuesdays. Um, so every Tuesday we're going to release a video on YouTube about uh, like a tutorial on how to 
better edit and quick ways to edit in DaVinci Resolve because DaVinci Resolve is a big software that we're using. Um, Wednesdays, we'll be releasing the podcasts. So every Wednesday, I had to move it to Wednesday just because Quick Tip Tuesday sounded better than Quick Tip Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So it was just a uh, naming thing. That's why we moved it over. And then, of course, always Film Core Fridays, where we release either a tutorial, short film, VFX skit, something cool is going to be on the YouTube channel over there. Um, yeah, so that's everything about the uh, Film Core Digital of this week. So, how about we uh, go ahead and get into what we came here for the Suicide Squad, the new Suicide Squad? So, let's uh, start it off. Dylan. Uh, okay. So suicide squad, uh, about a group of supervillains, Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, uh, peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell Reeve prison join the super secret, super shady task force X as they are dropped off at the remote enemy infused Island of Corto Maltese. Uh, it's written and directed by James Gunn. Super excited about that. Um, starring Margot Robbie, uh, Idris Alba, John Cena, Joel Kinnaman, and Viola Davis. So let's go around the table and talk about it. Danny Galwin, since you're here, we're going to let you uh, open up the floor with some uh, review on that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I actually got to watch it uh, while I was on my way home to join us here and uh honestly i i i did enjoy it i just had a few questions you know as i watched it but those we will discuss later because that's neither here nor there as far as the movie goes um i found the opening sequence just really fascinating because it started out with that just the way it started out i was just like wow Really? That's what we're going to do <laughs> in the very beginning? And as the movie progressed, I'm just going, okay, wow. They 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 really did think about uh, James Gunn. You know, it seems like when he was writing it, he really thought about how uh, this ragtag group of misfits who are all supervillains would interact with each other and do a mission that they're basically forced into just to try to get a little bit of time shaved off of their, uh, of their sentences. And um, I think it could have used just a little bit more of uh, blood, blood sport and Colonel flag uh, a little bit more of them uh, getting together because they say in, in the film, you know, that yeah, they were actually on a team together at one point before Bloodsport became a villain, and I would just I I, I kind of wish they would have gone a, just a little bit deeper and like showed us whether they were like friends or if uh, Bloodsport was more of a loose cannon in the Colonel's group. You know what kind of dynamic did they have? But as far as all character interactions, I have to say it was really spot on. I mean, it didn't 
just blow up and say, hey, all these guys are all buddy-buddy now. Even though they're super villains, they should hate each other just because they're trying to do whatever. But you see how their interactions and their personalities mesh together throughout the movie. So from that standpoint, I thought it was really well done. Uh, the writing was really good. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to see anything like, uh, all right, words are hard for me right now. They are. They have words have eluded him all weekend, just so everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. Simple, simple words like Adam Sandler yes. has slipped uh. his mind all weekend. <laughs> so you gotta bear with him today. Yeah. Uh, but I totally just went off topic that at the worst possible moment because I don't remember what track my train was on. So uh I'm gonna pass it on to one of you guys. Yeah, I'll I'll take I'll take the reins. Go, James. go for it. Go for so, it. So I loved this film. Loved it. It was fun from the very beginning. Uh even though the beginning, in my opinion, you know, the scene that you're you're referencing, Danny, to me is we're all those people that were working at the prison. You know what they're doing, looking at their files and you know, throwing money in around. That's that's the audience. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's us. Like as we're watching, oh, he's he's going, he's going. I'm serious. That's that was yeah. like in my head the whole time. And so from the very beginning, you feel super immersed, in my opinion. It didn't have to give these people any kind of intro, you know what I mean? It really didn't. It was just like, oh, hey, here's boomerang, here's javelin, you know. And then as we see how things happen on the beachfront. And, uh, and then, you know, she's like, she tells bloods, she tells uh blood support. It was just a distraction. So like, you know, it was, it's funny that that's the segue that they use to show, um, and get to know the, the real protagonists, you know, of this movie and kind of the beginning, because it's so, you know, like you're seeing a, a really humanized version of, of blood sport. Like he's, you know, He's empathetic. She obviously wasn't the first time that he, she, uh, what's her name? Waller. It's yep. not the first time Amanda Waller had come to him because he says, I keep telling you, I'm not going to join your, you know, GD suicide squad or whatever he says. I can't remember. And, um, so we kind of get that, like she's been bugging him, you know? And so it, we, we get like this little taste of like empathy for him. And we're like, ah, you know, he's, I know, he's scrubbing the floor, you know, and, you know, I, I just I felt really connected to him. Obviously, the whole movie, you know, they, they definitely steer that way to that. We're kind of following Idris Elba's character. Um, but without even meaning to my boy Nananwe or King Shark just stole the show, he just stole the show. He's like he's like the Hulk of the group, you know. And, uh, he just, we didn't get any background on why he was there. Nothing. You know what I mean? Well, obviously like he's a villain, but you know, as far as like prior, they talked more about what weasel did to get in prison than they did King shark, you know? Yeah. And, uh, which yeah, weasels number two that stole the show. Just, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love weasel. Super funny. Um, but um, just like a James Gunn movie, man, muse the 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 most appropriate music in the most appropriate time. I love the way James Gunn did did that in the first and second uh, Guardians, and I really felt that in this film. That um, 
you know, the music that was used and in, in the sequence, it, it was just, to me, it was like spotless, you know, um, it, it was awesome. And, and of course, uh, you know, the whole time, like, you know, James Gunn, he always throws his little brother in, in the movies somewhere. And he was in, you know, he's in the prison as, as calendar man, actually, you know me, James, I'm the, I'm the, oh, yeah. I'm the Easter egg guy. Yeah. He had calendar man is like the weakest freaking DC, you know, like he's not even, he didn't even get to be on the suicide squad. You know, he wasn't on B team, <laughs> but he, he just had all the, the months written in a circle around his head. And, um, yeah, he's, he's a weak character. So it's funny that he makes fun of polka dot man. <laughs> in in prison it's it's calendar man it's it that's what what i thought was funny i was like oh okay he's talking he's talking mess to polka dot man you know but uh anyway i, I really like the movie um one more thing like that i really noted on was uh that scene where they get in the jungle and um they are they're about they're rescuing colonel flag and in that scene, you kind of see these guys do some gruesome stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're kind of reminded in that moment. These guys aren't superheroes. I kind of forgot, you know, that we're we're following a bunch of villains. So I feel like that makes the audience like go back and think about a few things, uh, you know, and about like their the rest of the journey with these people. Um, but super. I, I thought it was really well done, man. Uh, I feel like. There was a few like super extra things with the rat catcher too. Um, it was like, okay, we're super involved in your past. You know, there's like seven other people. So I, I don't know that that was one thing that I was kind of like, mm, did yeah. we need that? But <laughs> other than that, I mean, I, I really, I thought it was enjoyable. Um, you know, the, the, the climax of the movie of course is just like, you know, I, I, uh, I thought the Justice League was going to step in, but you know, they handled it. They handled it. <laughs> but um, that's kind of that's my take on it, man. I I really enjoyed it. I I had a good time. I my throat hurt the next day. Like in my stream, you could hear it. I was like, "Sorry, guys, I laughed so hard last night." And so, but I, I that's that's my take. I, I really enjoyed it. So with that, I went into, as everybody knows, if you've listened to the podcast. I'm not a fan of DC movies. What? No, no he's not. It's shocker. Right? I know. I'm shocker. teasing. I, I know. <laughs> so, um, I went into it one, not not like in DC. Two, really not like in the first Suicide Squad. Right. But I gave it a shot because James Gunn, fantastic director. I mean, amazing work. So, I went into it. I was like, okay, open mind. I'm gonna watch this. It was a good movie. Way better than the first one. Um, couple things. You guys already touched on it on your guys' uh, side of the entry or the intro. I think it was the stupidest thing ever. That was so... Okay, so I know they were trying to make the uh, action-packed right off the beginning. Like, they really wanted to make it action-packed. So I know what they were trying to do. And it did not work. I, I thought that that entry scene was... I'm not a fan. I thought it was the cinematography was not the best during it. Um, the lines, I mean, it could have been because I am 100% not a fan of Peter Davison. So it could have been 
mostly having to see his face. Um, but no, I did. He, he just I played did, the like, perfect. <laughs> he played the perfect guy to hate, you know. Yeah. Um. So. I understand that. Not a fan of the CG on King Shark. The character, awesome. The voice, I mean, it took a while. Like Danny would would say, it took a while to be like, wait a minute, who was? Oh, okay. So I don't. I think that's an open thing. It's it's Sylvester Stallone. It's it's on IMDb. If you don't if you don't have IMDb, go look it up. No spoilers. Sylvester Stallone is the voice of King Shark. Um, the CG was horrible. I I didn't I didn't care for that. But the CG on Bloodsport's uniform or thing and the the weapons, holy crap! The time that it took to do that was I mean probably months but it i think i i don't know i guess i'm different than a lot of people so i'm watching the movie and during the scene i mean they're talking i i can't even tell you what they said but i can tell you what that weapon did because that was freaking awesome yes (laughs) so i mean really really cool on that it it definitely had funny moments so i understand why your voice hurt it was funny not a fan of john cena but he did really well in this movie he did he he shocked me because I I don't mm-hmm. like a lot of his movies, but he definitely shocked me. Um, what else? Uh, I like how um James Gunn stuck more to the original um creator of the Suicide Squad. How he picked the because he had he had open range to pick any character. DC told him you can have anybody for the film. He so he was going to open up and do um, – he could have done anybody. But he wanted to keep it the lesser-known villains like the original creator intended for. So I thought that was awesome because he could have opened up for any of that. Um, the story, I think, was well done. I think it was – it made more sense. The characters were more relatable than the original one. Um, like Flag. Flag was more – his openness and silliness character that he actually is than he was in the first one. And I think even Joel Kinnaman was super excited and happy about that, that he got to play more of the character that he was. Um, it's cool that they saw the, he was wearing a yellow shirt homage to his original character from the comic book. Um, I honestly had no clue who Bloodsport was. I don't read DC comics, so I had no clue who he was, but he definitely, <clears throat> excuse me. He did really well. Um, in that and him and, uh, peace keeper. Peacemaker. Yeah. Play them to playing back and forth, which was awesome. Man. So I would, I would say way better than the first one. There are some things I did not like about it, but I think that's mostly because I was going in, with the not a fan of DC and all that, but I think James Gunn did a really good job on this film. So I, I I would say, yeah, it was a, it was a good movie. I don't, I I can't get as ecstatic as, as you watching that um, opening scene. (laughs) But I mean, I guess all the viewers out there, you guys, you guys definitely watch it and see what you think about the, um, opening scene. You guys can comment 
and say, hey, James, you are completely wrong. That was a awesome opening scene. You're you're so wrong because that they they played that was no CGI. They got a real shark to play. Oh crap! <laughs> yeah. So jokes on you. Yeah. <laughs> so that must have been months. Uh, but no, you because you guys were saying um, your favorite your favorite uh, Dylan was King Shark. You think yeah. he stole the show? I do. Uh, it's funny because uh, James Gunn thinks it was. Uh, uh, what the heck's your name? Ratatouille Rat Catcher. Girl. Yeah, Rat Catcher. He he said she, that was his favorite, and she took the show. And so, I mean, I thought it was cool. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I, I liked her. I liked yeah, her. She, yeah, but... she was definitely likable. Um, oh man, you, you know she's like for everything from her backstory to you know the the end of the movie yeah i mean i could tell it now that you say that that J, that she was james gunn's favorite it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense uh so with peacekeeper because we're going to get a little off topic but not off topic is the peacekeeper um i guess is going to have a sequel movie because I met Robert Patrick this weekend and we were sitting and talking about him. He just got done filming the piece. It's called Peacemaker. The movie's called Peacemaker. And it was with John Cena. And he said it was like a sequel to the Suicide Squad. Wow. So that was very interesting. No spoilers there because I have no clue what the movie's about. No right. trailers or anything. But Robert Patrick was talking about it. Um, so that I thought that was really, really cool. So I I actually watched the movie after I met him. So going in thinking, okay, maybe I got I got to give John Cena a little. I got I got to like him a little bit because I'm gonna see this movie with uh, Robert Patrick in it. So definitely. Danny, what did you think about John Cena? Honestly, I thought he I really thought he did a phenomenal job as Peacekeeper. Um, the way. Him and Idris Alba played off each other as Peacekeeper and Bloodsport was just phenomenal. Like it, you could tell there was real chemistry in in their acting together, and uh, you know just the way he came off, you know his as his Peacekeeper character was just like one of those guys who's like, yeah, I know I'm awesome, I'm better than so. you, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just. Uh, I think he did a really good job as Peacekeeper. Uh, his acting was actually was very on point. Uh, I know a lot of wrestlers who get into acting. Uh, most of them are considered, you know, so so mediocre actors. But with this movie, he was very on point. Uh, I could actually see him going the same way as The Rock. Uh, maybe doing more movies because you got to think. I mean, look at look at. All right, this is way off topic, but look at when The Rock came onto the screen in Scorpion King. Mm -hmm. All right. No one really liked him and no one really liked the movie. I will say, though, I love the movie because <laughs> I'm just a friggin nerd. Like you could Fair put enough. that under B movies and I would still say, yeah, that was a really good movie. But then you look from that point to where he is now 
and the movies that he's actually come out with in the past few years. Right. And he has gotten so much better in his acting. So, I mean, yeah, you can say John Cena's previous movies, he wasn't, he, he kind of sucked. No, no, no. I'm going to stop you right there. Go, go. Come on. I, I 100% like John Cena in his early movies than I do now. Really? 100%. The Marine, fantastic movie. I think his acting was one of the best movies that he acted in. Underrated movie, but his acting, I believe, has gotten worse because I think he is trying to be like The Rock, more doing comedy and action, like everything at the same time. Um, so I 100% think his acting in his early years was so much better. And the fact that The Rock looked the same his whole career. John Cena went from John Cena to Ernest. Like, quick. <laughs> he went that direction quick. <laughs> 100% could could play like, like Ernest goes to the gym or something and like works out. He 100% went from John Cena to Ernest. Like, I can't, like, that's the best, that's the one thing I don't like about it is because I can't go without seeing Ernest anymore. I can't. I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so right? You can't go. You, yeah, you see Ernest it. goes to the WWE. <laughs> it's it's not it's so hard to not like see it's the anymore, cheekbones. But, yeah. It's the cheekbones and like he got uh, like that really thin. Way he, got really thin. he got so thin in the face. So oh. but yeah. I can honestly say I have not seen the Marine. Which is oh. probably a, you know, something I'm missing out on. I haven't seen a whole lot of movies with John Cena in it. Don't watch Twelve Rounds. Twelve Rounds is pretty much the Marine, literally just twelve times over again because you have to go through twelve rounds. But it's right. But you're, are you saying that he wasn't that good of an actor in this movie? In this movie, yes. I think he was. See, I think he was good as he. Like his like what was written for him was good. He like he played the character. I don't know the peacemaker character, but I feel like he played it really well because that was the character he was supposed to play. Speaking of that, he said uh, John Cena said that peacemaker um, is a douchebag Captain America. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what he. I heard that's him what say he quoted. That. Yeah, that's what he quoted that character as. I like I said, I don't know who peace like I. I didn't know any, uh, like Harley Quinn, I knew. Uh, King Shark, I knew from Flash because I watched the Flash uh, TV show. So I knew him, which 100% the King Shark and Flash, the TV show, was way better CG than this movie. Mm. And I bet this movie had a bigger budget. Mm. So it's like, what did they waste the money on? Um, it had some good action scenes, and then it had some that were just pointless. That Harley Quinn scene, I. Which one? Are you talking her escape scene? Yeah. Hmm. That. Like, it started off like cool, awesome. Harley Quinn is gonna be Harley Quinn, and then it got to oh my god, Powerpuff Girls. Like I, I did, I didn't know what was going on. I, I'm with you. I, I did get kind of lost in that. The way I interpreted it was that we got a little slice of what was kind of, what's kind of going on in her head, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's the best way that I could kind of 
come to terms what was what was happening. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you. I could have lived without without the the Powerpuff Girl part, you know, as you as you're calling it. It just wasn't. I mean, it was cool. I, I think the scene leading up to her uh, being, you know, uh, need, needing the escape yeah. was really good because oh, yeah. again we got to see like some complexity in the character you know um and i, I really can't say anything about that scene unfortunately because no matter Spoiler. what i yep. say but he says something to her about what she's known for right mm-hmm. and the look on her face is disappointed mm-hmm. like she's like oh you know that yeah. i don't want to be known for that like yeah. is what I took from it. Yep. And so I was really, I like really liked her character in this, obviously like tenfold as opposed to the jail cell bar licking Harley. Yes. Um, whereas this one who is a, in my opinion, you know, she struggles with her mental demons, yep. but she's still a very strong and empowered woman. So I, I digged it. It, it was cool. Um, I was, and that, yeah, I think that yeah. Sorry, the the cat distracted me, but that was all I, I wanted <laughs> yeah, to say they, about. They definitely did a really good job on portraying uh, Harley Quinn in this film. Definitely, mm-hmm. out of uh, I never watched the Birds of Prey or whatever the one that I never watched that. Never came me neither. To watch it. I didn't. I was gonna watch it, and then I watched. I listened to the podcast where y'all talked about it briefly, <laughs> and I was like, no, never mind. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, it was. Because it would change so much. I mean, they couldn't even get the name because it wasn't even going to be, it was supposed to be Harley Quinn or no. It's supposed to be Birds of Prey. Yeah. And then they changed it like the day it came out. Like, ooh, surprise. Because nobody knew who Birds of Prey were. So, but Mm. I, so I don't know how her character was in that, but this one so far was the best portrayal of Harley Quinn. Um, I know Margaret Robbie, Margot Robbie said that she wants to be uh, Harley Quinn as long as they want her because she's having so much fun with that character. And I think it's great. This, yeah. This, I think this film really gave her that freedom of train Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I kind of have to disagree about the people not knowing who the birds of prey are. Uh, that's just because of, you know, my background, you know, I, I read comic books uh, I do. I look into a lot of the different lore, uh, but also, Birds of Prey was a TV series on, I believe it was TNT. Anyone hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but it it only had one season, uh, kind of like a lot of the TV shows back then. You know, you'd get them and they'd all be one season. Yep. Uh, but you know, they actually had a cult following. Uh, you can kind of see that. And with the comic book, uh, you know, I don't know what characters they actually used from the comic in the movie. So I, I can't say, cause I did, I haven't seen the movie. I was kind of like, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to watch it at one point, but at the same time, as soon as they're like birds of prey, you know, with the subtitle Harley Quinn, I'm like, all right, you're putting a superhero group with, a villainous and you're trying to make the whole thing mesh uh it kind of throws people off i think that's mm-hmm. probably the 
biggest reason a lot of people didn't want to check it out just because there was just too much conflict of interest between the characters that the movie was supposed to be portraying and adding in Harley. Because, of course, I since I haven't seen it, I don't know, but Harley was going to steal the show anyway. You know, at that point, everyone was, you know, Harley Quinn is just the greatest thing ever. And she is a very interesting character, even though she wasn't introduced until the Batman animated show back in the 90s like she wasn't even a comic book character she was only introduced into that show as joker sidekick and then later because she got so popular from that show she was added in to the comic and then after you you know everyone watched the first suicide squad everyone's like yeah you know harley's an awesome character so when you say birds of prey with a you know secondary title harley quinn everyone's mostly going to be going why not just make it a harley quinn movie leave the birds of prey out and give us that whole story mm-hmm. instead of breaking it up between birds of prey and harley quinn stories i would watch that i would watch i would watch a harley quinn solo movie i would too i, I would too I, if it was margot robbie yeah i think that's a good enough character to where we could get a good a good film out of so mm-hmm. i would I would definitely see that. Um, some fun facts about this uh, Suicide Squad. Did you know that uh, uh, Idris Alba was supposed to play, take over for Will Smith as uh, Deadshot, mm. and then they made him Bloodsport to allow, in the future, Will Smith to come back as Bloodshot. Mm. Interesting. Or Deadshot, Bloodshot, Deadshot. Yeah, yeah. Deadshot. But that's that's one of the things that kind of got me. Like, from the end of the first Suicide Squad, we we saw who was still alive. You know, yeah, Harley Quinn, uh, Deadshot. Way to ruin it. Yeah, like there has been enough time. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Colonel Flag and Boomerang. Right, those were the only four that actually survived it, wasn't it? Did Croc, did Killer Croc? No, because no, uh, if you remember, he actually had to swim down and set off the bomb. That's right. So That's right. So, that, as I'm watching was, it, yeah, 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 as I was watching this, this one, I'm like, okay, so what is it that happened in the story sense that they didn't put Deadshot on the team? Because, I mean, even if you look at the comics, and I I know a lot of these comic book movies, they kind of skirt, you know, the stories of the comics when they're making the movie. And in the comics, for Suicide Squad, Deadshot is actually a very prominent character along with Harley. So uh, as I'm watching, I'm like, all right, so what happened to Deadshot that he wasn't put on this team? And they replaced him with, you know, Bloodsport. What was did it that he, happened? Did he get out of prison after no. doing the event? No, he still had time. Yeah, he still had time. Uh, the only thing he actually negotiated with Waller for in that movie was to make sure that his daughter, uh, that her college and everything else for her was taken care of, that she was That's set right. up pretty. You're sure right. Mm-hmm. Which they um, really mimicked that a lot. In this movie, 
you know. Yeah. The... Yeah, you could see there was kind of a little bit of mimicry. Mm-hmm. But the big difference was, you know, Deadshot's daughter hadn't been picked up for, the, you know, the same reason as Bloodsport's daughter. Right, exactly. So, yeah, it's it's a little bit of, you know, let's just kind of rub them together and kind of give it a little bit. But, you know, yeah, I'm still like, you know, well, again, why wasn't Deadshot here? Was he supposed to be on some other mission or did they just find him to be, you know, they couldn't trust him with the mission of this sort. Right. So that's kind of, you know, why I was like, okay, so why isn't Deadshot there? And then as far as that opening sequence, I, I, I do agree that the whole money exchange and all that was kind of one of the things I was like, oh, shit. But uh, the part that I was lo- I was leaning more towards was the initial push on the beach in the very beginning, you know, with Savant and uh, all the other characters. TKD or TDK. TDK. And uh, <laughs> it, it really surprised me, you know, what characters were actually killed at that point. I was just like, wow, why did he, you know. I, I can see the way, you know, everything played out, why that character died, but... Spoilers. What? No, I'm not even going to say who died. I know, but you, you just told them people die, so... <laughs> but, okay, <clears throat> in Danny's defense, the movie is it's literally not. setting you up for it. Like, they... Yeah. It's... Yeah, it was too much. Like, I was like, oh, God, you know... Yeah, because if you watch the trailer, even yeah. you're gonna be like, "Yeah, what?" You know, I'm just, I'm just saying, the very first one off the beach made me happy. I was good. <laughs> yeah. I was super. I was good. <laughs> I was oh, like, off the beach. Part. Yes, yes. Best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one thing I, I I wanted to talk on this. You were talking about it earlier, Danny. Um, in in um, uh, how. John Cena acting and, and how he's, he's done better, you know, versus what Jane, what your opinion, James, um, I'm kind of in the middle. I feel like, I feel like he has, I feel like he's just, he's like there with, you know, Cheney Tatum, you know, it just, I just feel like they're just not going to, I don't know. I don't know. Like, but I feel like this role, like the person that Peacemaker is, and how, like, I'm with you, James. I don't really know the character, like, at all. Or is it Peace Cape? It's Peacekeeper. Peace, I keep Peace saying. Maker. Maker. I keep. I keep saying Peacemaker. Oh, it is Peacemaker. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I'll double check it. Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead. Saying no. it wrong the whole time. So, because there's a weapon called the Peacemaker. That's why I was like. But either way, so in the trailer, he said, and it's I'm not spoiling anything. He says this in the trailer. He says. All I care about is peace, and I'll kill as many men, women, and children that I have to to keep it. Yep. And right there, like when I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, this guy is a guy that has his lines, and he, you know, he's not gonna, he has a moral, even though it's not, you know, super, you know, it's not, it's obviously not like the correct moral compass, but, um, 
he he still does have some morals. He's like, you know, the the good bad guy. Like, I mean, just kind of like what Suicide Squad is. You know what I mean? It. I feel like in a lot, and I haven't read any Suicide Squad comic books. I am very excited for the Suicide Squad video game that's coming out. Um, if you haven't looked at, it, I'll I'll send you a link, Danny. Um, it Definitely. looks awesome. It's I think it's technically called Suicide Squad Saves the World. I think is what the movie, okay. what the what the game is called. Um, the trailer is sick. I'll I'll definitely send it. I'll find it and I'll I'll put it in the film court uh, Discord. Um, but uh, you know, essentially, it's like a it's a bunch of you know bad guys, quote unquote, that get together and do something ultimately to help themselves. Yeah. But I feel like in both movies, we've seen where they make that switch to this is for the greater good. You know what I mean? Um, like Polka Dot Man was that one in this one. You know, he he just got very excited, uh, you know, towards the climax of the movie. And you're like, oh, OK, you know, this guy is like he's not he's not all bad. You know, he's just a dude caught up in he's just a dude caught up in some in, in a mess, you know. So, um I uh, he, he was one of my favorite characters. Polka Dot Man. Yeah. When it started getting into his character, I was just like, "That is awesome and hilarious." I did like that. You know, he mentions that his mother worked at Star Labs, uh, yeah. where where Barry Allen's uh, you know story begins and things like that, and um, which is pretty cool. You know. Um, but yeah, to me, man, I, I'll, I, the next time I watch it, James, I'm going to be like, dang it, King Shark does look terrible. I'm gonna, you're going to make me see it. You're going to take see, my okay, rose-colored so glasses off. I think that's what I'm here for is <laughs> I'm, I'm for the, the cinematic uh, CG visual effects There you person. go. You're, yeah. you're, you're the Easter egg, and you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna tell us like, what, like the meaning. You're going to give us the meaning of it. Which is awesome because, like, I don't, I don't know any. You're like, yeah, you're like, actually, I, I missed that whole scene because I was watching Bloodsport's gun do that crazy. That was that was sick. That was dude. It was the first time that we see that when they're they're camped out at the woods and the way he just grabs it super fast. And I mean, I instantly was like, oh my gosh, that was awesome. And it went from that that little thing, and then it went to the whole like all in one. Oh, you're talking about like in the climax of the movie. When, yeah. Well, no, at the, at, yeah. in the, in the camp scene, camp scene. And, yes. Yeah. When, when he, when the other person's getting mm, ready to yep, do yep. what he's doing and he like pulls it and just has a little one shot and then all of a sudden, right. Like, dude, like that stuff just blows my mind. Like I love that kind of visual, the very mechanical and like, yes. like it reminded me very transformer esque, you know, yes. just, you know, like that's, it was pretty yeah. cool, man. I, I did, uh, Excuse me. Uh, that yeah, it, it was super cool visually to watch. With the, with the king shark, it was so flat. Mm. Like the texture of him was just so like he had no te- like shark's skin. Mm-hmm. It has a little gloss to it. You can you can it looks like it's smooth to go touch and everything. It just looked blah. No lighting. It just get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. But a thing. Uh, James Gunn did say one of his favorite scenes in that is the um, 
aquarium scene? No, they're ripping oh. apart the that soldier. Oh yeah, which is also in the trailer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, man. Yeah, and it, it's cool because it's the the shark is completely CGI, and then that was a dummy full of. It was an actual. That was a live um, dummy. It wasn't CGI. Oh, yeah, ballistic gel dummy. Yep, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. So, Whoa, that's, that's one nuts. thing. That's one thing that James Gunn said he loved about doing this film is because he got to use more practical um, effects, special effects, and everything. Because he spent his last two movies on Guardians of the Galaxy, that's full of CGI. Like it, almost the whole film is CGI. Right. So he he said he loved doing this film because he got to use more practicals. Now, do you think that might be why King Shark you didn't you know King Shark didn't look all that great because he was just kind of burnt out on all the CGI effects that he was just like we're gonna get it really close and it's gonna look decent and then quit fiddling with it. Yeah. And, well, that's that's another thing he said. He he uh, touched upon saying that he liked doing this because it was more about the story and the characters and less perfection of the film, like shooting it. Like, so if they had a continuity error, it's like, whatever it, it looked good. We're good to go. So yes, I do think it looked so bad is because he did not care to put as much um, emphasis on that character's look, which is weird because again, he put so much into that gun and his, and blood sports like, and, like, and the main there. villain. I thought yeah. like the the protagonist, like the ultimate protagonist of the movie, like like you're like oh, it's a spectacle. You know what I mean? Like it was so crazy. I, I I feel like the rat, the one that talks or doesn't talk. Sebastian. Though. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> the I one think, that talks. <laughs> yeah, I think he had more detail put into him than King Shark. And King Shark was more of a main. So to me, that really, as soon as I saw him um, in the auditorium or whatever, sitting in the, the chairs or, or the benches or whatever, mm-hmm. when they were discussing the case, um, I was like, what? That is, that's horrible. But Now, now here's, here's a question about that. All right. Do you think they put a little bit more into Sebastian because his character, you know, he doesn't have any lines. Everything about Sebastian is all about visual cues. Mm. So do you think that's probably why? I mean, King Shark spoke and, you know, of course it's, mm, he's smart. Yeah. And book read. <laughs> I mean, pr- I, I do uh, probably um, because it was the way that he um, communicated with people is his mannerisms and stuff like mm-hmm. that and talking and but still i think it would have been less work to make king shark look more detailed than it is that little rat with all the fur and the, like doing the cg on that and the the motion and stuff on that i think would would have been a lot harder than to make just i, I i'm just asking for some lighting and a little more texture just a little more texture like if you look at King Shark from the sh- the Flash film and this King Shark. This King Shark looks like the Street Sharks from the animated series back in the day. It looks like it t- looks just like it. Same te- like it looks like a T a 2D 
uh, image. It was so flat. I, I don't what know. We were missing was Jawsome. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. You know, I mean, I, I feel like, and I feel like, um, there's a fair enough point about you know uh, focusing on Sebastian a little bit more because, you know, like you both said, it, he relied on that. You know, um, still, still my ult- my favorite man. Uh, he's just just too cool, man. Nom nom, you know. He's just super cool, dude. Loved him. I really like the uh, the aquarium scene. Oh man, dude. His <laughs> his new dumb friends, man. That's oh. awesome. Yes, yeah. That was that was something else that did throw me off, though. You know, uh, it, definitely not what I was expecting. Right? I was like, ah, they're gonna help him, and yeah, it was just <laughs> yeah. super good. Yeah. It, I feel like James Gunn does that a lot, like in his movies. It's like what you want, but not it's 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 what you want, like as a as a as a watcher, as a consumer. But he kind of gives it to you in a way that's like, you know, like spoon and spoon and medicine. I don't know. I don't know how to word it, but he just has a super good way of delivering those scenes that were like, oh, oh, wait, what? Like, you know, he, he just, he has a finesse about it. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I like you, James. I, I think he's super, super, uh, he's just so creative, man. He, yeah. He's just got a way with, with telling stories. It's really well done. Really good. He's, he's awesome. He's a fantastic director. Um, I don't think I've seen anything that I didn't like from him thus far he definitely knows how to tell the story he can see the vision and like even directing the cinematography and stuff in his films it just it plays really well so yeah that's why that's one of the main reasons i was super excited to see this one um and give it a chance is because james gunn did it i mean i think somebody like Zack snyder if he would have done it i think would have done a good job as well Took it would probably wouldn't have been way darker than what it was, <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't even know who the director of the first one was. I I couldn't even tell you. Like, that's that's how bad it was. I know it had some major people in it, but man, and and, it, and I think like like scenes like where Will Smith wouldn't put the mask on for Deadshot because he didn't want his face covered in the film. I think that took away from the film and ruined it. Because Deadshot has a mask. Deadshot, that's Deadshot. Um, so right. things like that. I mean, I think there were things against it, but the story also, like you were saying, the Harley Quinn at the beginning was just not as not as good as this um, Harley Quinn. So, yeah. Um, with that being said, we are live on YouTube with the podcast, and you guys can check it out anytime by signing up for our Patreon and speaking of Patreon, we're going to go ahead and thank our Patreon members. And those members are Leslie Murphy, Vicki Inglom, Dustin Clark, Bobby Saravanera, Angela Marie, Little Thrusty, Danny Galwin, Carl Robbins, and Dylan Painter. Appreciate you guys all for helping out and supporting us. And if you guys would like to support the podcast and Film Core Digital, Go check out our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash filmcore digital. Links will be in all descriptions. Um, 
even on the audio podcast. If you're not watching this on YouTube, there'll be links somewhere in the folders there. So with that being said, let's get off topic. Is there any... But I will say this. The director of the first Suicide Squad was, and I'm probably going to butcher the last name, David Iyer, A-Y-E-R. And what was something he did besides the Suicide Squad? I, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know I, that director. I couldn't tell you. Because, uh, honestly, I'm not as deep into movies as you. Oh, he actually did. It looks like uh, End of Watch. Sabotage, Suicide Squad, Harsh Times. He did and... End of Watch? End of Watch was yeah. an awesome movie. Uh, huh. Dark Blue, uh, Training Day. That just surprises uh, me, because that was a good movie. So uh, the, ta- the Tax Collector. Uh, so he's and... done some really good movies. I guess, I don't know. I think this story was just lacking on there then. I and guess it actually, so. It actually looks like he, uh, he did uh, Joker. With Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, did he? That was a good movie, too. Yeah, because on, on the IMDb page, it actually has the uh, huh. a clip of the Joker. So, it's right next to his profile picture. So, yeah. I assume he was the one who directed Joker. Wow. But you would know more than that. You'd know more about that than I would. I would have to look more into it. I, like I said, I don't really know the name. Because, I, I mean... Those were some good movies that you said, but I mean, I never really looked into who the directors were of those films. So, so Dylan, what what film are you super excited about seeing soon? I want to say, oh, so or sorry. Is there anything, or is there anything off topic that you've seen recently that you thought was a good movie that we haven't discussed, or you would recommend? Not not movie, but I did I did watch. The first episode of Marvel What If. Okay. Loved it. Super, super awesome. Just a, just a, an animated, um, you know, they're just animated shorts essentially of what if, you know, what if. Uh, and this first episode was what if Peggy Carter chose to stand with everyone instead of going up in the booth and watching. And that one decision leads to bop, 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 and... Really cool stuff. Um, movie wise, I want to say Shang Chi because that's the one that's coming out next. But uh, really and truly, I'm most excited for next. I'm most excited for Venom. Let there be carnage. Uh, yeah. I love Woody Harrelson. I think he's gonna play a great, great Cletus Cassidy. Um, I mean, he's just Woody's got range, man. You know. And it's funny, whenever I think, when I used to think about Woody Harrelson, I used to think about Kingpin. That was the one thing that, like, I don't know why. And it's not even that good of a movie. It's no, goofy. It's awesome. That movie it is. is. I mean, it's awesome, it's, but it's not. Oh, yeah. No, like, iconic. Like, but I mean, he's, he does really, really great in that movie. He does. He really does. It's, it is a cool role. Um, I guess I connected. My dad was an amputee, so like I connected to that movie. Like I latched onto it mentally, and I would always think, "Oh yeah, Woody Harrelson's in White Man Can't Jump, right?" Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It used to be that, and then I saw Kingpin, and that's what I. And then of course now it's like, um, it's, um, Zombie World, Zombie Land. Yeah, Zombie Land. Yeah. 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 Now that's what I think people. But um, I really think this Cletus Cassidy role is gonna just. 
I really think he's going to play it so good. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited for it, man. I really am. So this is this this right here shows our age difference because I see I see Woody and I see Cheers. So okay, so right, yeah, I did watch Cheers as a kid though, like like religiously. Nick at night, you know, the the cartoons would come off, and I really liked Cheers. It was I I was I was watching it literally before I even understood the jokes, like quite (laughs) literally. I'd be like, oh, this is a weird show, but okay, you know. But yeah, you're right. He was in that. Ed TV was. was the next thing. Mm. Matthew McConaughey's brother. Mm-hmm. Really good, really good role there. I mean, he's done he's done a lot of. He played a crazy person in 2012 with John Cusack. He did a really good job of that. Yeah. Yes, he, he did. He has, he has really good range, um, from comedy to like straight serious. Mm-hmm. And, of and course, I was uh, I was like questioning. Like when I first that cut scene and they showed him, I'm like, oh come on, Woody, he's too. Are you talking about the at the end of Venom One? Yep. Yeah. I was like, it's you couldn't get anybody else to play it, but then progressing and seeing the screenshots and stuff of them out doing it, and then actually seeing the trailer, I'm like 100% for it. Yeah. Um, You know, that's one thing I'm kind of surprised about that you would say that. Especially since he actually had that movie, uh, Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. I mean, because when you look at that, he played a psycho in that movie, just like Cletus Cassidy. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm surprised you didn't think to that when you saw him as Cletus Cassidy. Oh, I did, but like I just said, it's I think he's his age because that's what oh. really got me. I was like, you couldn't get anybody. To fit. But I mean, I guess Cletus is, I mean, he's supposed to be older, like he's super yeah. older than everybody else in in the comics. Isn't he like yeah. in his 40s, 50s, uh, 20s, 30s? I'm just uh, thinking of how he looked. I believe he's supposed to be in his uh, late 30s in the yeah. uh, comics. Okay. And they were, what, early 20s or teenagers? Well, Peter Parker, of course, teenager. But Peter Venom, Parker. Brock was like 20s, right? Twenties, yeah. 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 Was uh, mid twenties, so good, mm-hmm. like ten years older. I mean, I guess. So I'm wondering, what I'm wondering about that movie is if, um, if they are gonna do because, if, uh, and Danny, I, I believe you're probably gonna be the one to ask this. Uh, Carnage is is actually a spawn from Venom, right? In yes. the comics, In so the comics, uh, Carnage is, but actually it's not the offspring of Venom. Yes, but it's not like Venom does it on purpose. He just he's just yeah. kind of like oh, self replicate a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> There's a new and, one. Yeah, so I wonder how they're going to do that. I I don't know. I'm just curious. Right. It's actually uh it, that is actually in the I want to say it's the second trailer. It actually shows when how he it bites. Is that, yes. When he bites uh, Eddie Brock and he turns mm-hmm. to him and says, that's, that's not, not human blood. Yeah. Like, I've tasted human blood. That's how he became Carnage. And if you look at the comics, when Carnage was first born, that's what happened. Like, I don't think that's not what happened. But when you see him, he's actually strapped down to a table in the comic. Mm-hmm. And when they stick a, uh IV into him. And it breaks the skin, and his blood can get out. 
that's when he actually envelops himself in the Carnage symbiote. Mm. So that I, I think as far as the movie goes, it's probably gonna be more like uh after he bit Eddie, his body metabolized it, but the symbiote wasn't killed in his stomach tract, and it just spread into his body. That's what I'm thinking, because in the comic, it was actually Venom came in, bonded with Eddie again, and Ed, when Eddie broke out of prison, he left behind the uh, offspring symbiote to create Carnage, because right. Cletus Cassidy was sharing a uh, cell with them at that point. Mm-hmm. And all that happened right after the... Yeah, right after the whole uh, Venom uh, storyline in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's kind of one thing that's way different from the comics to the movie. Because, of course, we all know that Spider-Man originally had the Venom outfit. Right. And then... Causing and the hate towards him. Peter and... Right, yeah. yeah. So, and that's kind of what's different is that Spider-Man has no place in the Venom movies. Right. Basically, so... That that's one thing that's different from the comic, but yeah, uh, Carnage is the offspring of Venom. Mm-hmm. I think we're also we're also going to get to see Scream. I believe I saw Scream in the yep. trailer, not not in symbiote form, but um, I saw a woman vocalizing, and uh, so that's pretty cool. So we'll get we'll get a few more symbiotes. I think that Scream helps Venom take down Carnage in the comics. Negative. No, Scream is actually uh, basically Carnage's girlfriend in the comics, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's actually in the Maximum Carnage uh, storyline. Uh, Carnage breaks Scream out of prison, and they go on this big killing spree. And at that point, you actually meet uh, the doppelganger, which is just a basically a doppelganger of Spider-Man. Just mm-hmm. he has like I think it's six arms. And he's basically a cannibal. Mm, gotcha. So, but yeah, that's yeah. In in the comics, Scream is actually uh, Carnage's girlfriend, more or it's less. Like, isn't there like a group of like five symbiotes? Um, uh, you see that in the Lethal Protector storyline because yeah. they they actually harvested parts of Venom to create those five, and they were actually supposed to be uh, soldiers for the U.S. military. Mm. Interesting. Wow. I wonder if they'll ever do like Agent Agent Venom type stuff, you know? I think think they will when they get uh, further down the line. Maybe. Um, Probably way too old for uh, Tom Hardy. It's going to be a whole new... They're going to recast. and I mean, that's that's one thing that sucks too is seeing these live action... uh, Your heroes live action and then they do so many movies... And they can't continue, and they got to recast them because we age in real life, right? Because yeah, because <laughs> it makes it takes years to make a movie. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's sad to see like you get somebody that plays really well. Like if they do any other Iron Man, uh, I can't see anybody else besides Robert Downey. That's 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 right. Iron Man. I mean, that's a live action Iron Man right there. So it's it's going to be hard to see where Marvel goes with all these new ones. Right. I'm super excited to see Morbius. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it since. It's been pushed back so long. I know it, it has a release date. I just haven't seen when or where and all that. But that right. is a really good one. Um, if you guys have not seen one that I just saw, it's a. It's not a big 
movie, but it was really good, is Midnight and the Switchgrass. Really good movie. Um, it has Megan Fox and Bruce Willis and Emile Hirsch. And I, I love Emile Hirsch. He's an awesome actor. Very underrated. Has not been in a lot lately. Um, so it was good to see him in a movie again. But it was really good. It's about uh, murders in Florida and the FBI investigating stuff. So I, I just recently watched that one. That was really, really good. What about Machine you, Gun Kelly is just everywhere now, isn't he? I mean... Why is he... he got, well, it's because he got tore up by Eminem, and he can't rap anymore. So he's got to go into acting. That's that's the next thing you do once you get beat by Eminem. You go into <laughs> acting. Look at Ja Rule. Ja Rule went into Fast and the Furious. You got, you got, that's the next thing. You get beat by Eminem, you go into acting. And then Eminem beats you in that, too. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's a really good actor. I think he should definitely do more. Um, what about you, Danny? What do you got? Uh, any movies that you've seen lately? Honestly, no. I haven't been watching a lot of movies. Uh, Suicide Squad was actually the first movie movie that I've watched in quite a while. Because, um, honestly, I just don't have the time to sit down for hour and a half, two-hour movie. Uh, so, a lot of my focus goes to uh, anime. Um, I, w- I would say TV shows, but I'm so far behind on so many shows that I'm just like scared to try to get back into it. Like Flash, I made it up to season two, so and getting close to the end of season two, but I'm just so far behind. It's it's kind of daunting to try to catch back up. I mean, you're only six seasons behind. I mean, you're you're almost yeah, there. only. Just a few binges, just a few yeah. binges away. You can get that done in a weekend. You're you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mostly I've just been watching uh anime. Um, they've just they've done the newest season of uh that time I got created as a slime, re- reincarnated as a slime. Um, they just got done with their mid season break and are working on uh the rest of the the newest season. Um. New ones that have come out, uh, Suki Michi, Moonlit Fantasy. Uh, that's a brand new one uh, that just started. Uh, they got six episodes of that so far, and it, it's got a pretty interesting storyline, uh, especially if you like stuff that's like people getting transported to another world to live a new life. Um, a lot of the things I've been watching have basically been uh, what is considered in the anime world as isekai, which is just, you know, being transferred from Earth to another world, kind of like the reincarnated as a slime. Uh, and that just happens in so many different ways. Uh, but it's it's kind of a prominent storyline in a lot of different anime. Uh but yeah, like I said, I've been watching lots of anime because they're shorter, easier to get into an episode, watch it and get out. Uh, most episodes are like 24 minutes long without commercials. Mm-hmm. So, and I really like art, uh, you know, drawing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the animation from these uh, shows is really good. It's one of the real uh, draws for me, the story and the animation. But yeah, that's that's about it. And listening to lots of audiobooks. Well, um, 
we have been on here discussing and hanging out for an hour and 12 minutes so getting longer they keep getting longer <laughs> i mean yeah but i mean we're we're doing it we're gonna we're gonna try i'm sorry we're gonna try to keep to a schedule about 45 minutes but we're probably gonna go over because we like to get together and discuss stuff so we do um we'll try not to go any longer than an hour and 45 minutes um <laughs> we'll, we'll try Press fingers finger behind, behind the back, back. <laughs> but uh with that being said um next week Thus far, it looks like it's going to be the free guy, unless you guys want to go on to Patreon, um, Filmcore Digital's Patreon account, and put your vote in between Free Guy and Snake Eyes. So those are the two films that are up for the poll. Go and give that a vote. Check it out. Go see what we have there. For a dollar a month, you get to vote on those. Um, check out Filmcore Digital on YouTube and Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I believe I have a Twitter uh i feel like we don't do anything on there we probably should i don't know if twitter is still a thing you guys you, you cool people kids out twit. there let me know do they no, i think they people st- still twit I, I think they still twit but but isn't that in the clubs they twit in the clubs twit or tweet it's twit they twit in the clubs they twit they twitch <laughs> I, I i i hear i, I hear people yelling at their daughters to ta- stop twitting like that there you go. Yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of uh, tip tops. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yes. Um, so we're, definitely we're go with the times. Go check all that out. Yeah, we're we're hip to the cool. <laughs> it's hip to be square, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely go check out Film Core Digital and all that stuff. Uh, Dylan, what do you got? Uh, nothing. Uh, come check me out. I play. Uh, uh, a lot of Pokemon right now, a lot of Pokemon Unite on Double uh, O Badger on Facebook, Facebook Gaming and Twitch. Uh, I, I'm doing both of them right now uh, at Twitch. It's Double O Badger underscore TV. Uh, come check it out. Uh, we we get into a lot of crazy discussions. Lately, it's been kind of sappy people talking about love and good vibes and stuff. So if you're into that, come by. Danny, what do you got? It's for me. Uh... You can come join me at Gowie Gaming tomorrow at noon. Uh, I'll actually be streaming Godfall. Uh, I saw the game being played on uh, YouTube once. It looked really fun. So, uh, yeah, around noon, you can come and join me at Gowie Gaming and uh, hang out. We'll probably talk about whatever's, whatever, you know, anime, books, <laughs> life in general. Just please, no politics and religion. <laughs> So real quick, just so everybody's listening in the future, Danny is not playing tomorrow um, at the time that you were listening to this. Yeah. So he will not be on tomorrow at noon, the time you were listening to this, unless you're watching it live right now. Just to let you guys know, but you can definitely check out Gowie Gaming to get his full schedule on Facebook. Check out Double O Badger and check out film core digital we're going to be bringing more of these podcasts more content for you uh we're all looking forward to it so appreciate you guys all stopping by listening and we will catch you next week take care